Welcome back to LJJR. This episode is going to be pretty much 100% Star Wars focus. I'm Lou. As always, joining me is Joe. How we doing? John. Hello there. And absent this episode, sadly, is RJ. Our dear, dear son, RJ. Dear fallen soldier. <laughs> I wonder if I never said that if anyone even noticed. <laughs> <laughs> the strong, silent member of LJJR. Also in the room is... My dog Walt. Walt, what are your thoughts on the subject? In the Currently trying to chew his way out of a metal cage. <laughs> <laughs> so as I said, this is Star Wars episode. First, like always, we start with some current news. Recently, it was announced that a Obi Wan standalone movie is in the works. Our, our thoughts, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> uh, I I think this is a really good idea. I've said for a while, like I'd rather this than a Han Solo movie or even like a Boba Fett movie. There's 18 years between end of 3 and beginning of 4 where everyone's just chilling out on Tatooine, so I'm sure there's a story to be told, and I really, really want Ewan McGregor back. I think he's the silver lining of the shitstorm that is the prequels, so I like it. I agree for the same reason. I think there's more of a story for Obi-Wan than for Han, and I'm more interested in what goes on. Is it... um, Is the solo movie definitely taking place between the prequels and the originals, or is that they not yet? Definitely, definitely said. I have a feeling that's a pretty safe bet. Yeah, I mean, because where else could they go? I mean, if they not wanted, they, they could prequel. just could go like back to prequels and have like him and. Then you have to de-age, or you have to do a different actor, like. It's because he, he's like it. at the perfect age now for like the. He's like, at the perfect yeah. age where he's like pre Alecinus, but like post three. Yeah. <laughs> now his time has come. He's entering his final form. Especially yeah. like a lot of people think he's possibly related to Ray. That's my personal or, theory. Or if um even if he's not, maybe there'll be like a ghost Obi Wan. I I could really see it being like a a granddaughter, like Ray being a granddaughter of like Obi Wan or something. Well, because like they're they're both British. They're like the only British yeah. actors. In song. <laughs> what was uh what was Tarkin? That Ray's was the granddaughter of Tarkin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that definitely makes the most sense versus going before the prequels. Uh, yeah, or you could go like super young. Even then, though, I don't think there's any better time period than the. Like Tatooine, we were saying. <laughs> Obi-Wan is young as Anakin in the first movie. <laughs> now this is Jedi training. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, as I said, this was Star Wars episode, and basically this episode we're just going to roast the prequels. <laughs> because there's a lot of roasting to be had about oh. the prequels. Oh, so much. So, so much. We're going to go in chronological order of the prequels, but just kind of all of our big pet peeves of each movie. Before we start, though... I don't even think the prequels should have been made at all. Or at least just, they should have been done so much better. Or like one, or even just one movie. Or one, yeah, it's, it's a, such a shit mess. Because it's really just, it's just backstory. It's, it's a lot of story that you can leave to just nuance or like kind of references in later movies. You don't need three full movies to just hammer home every single like small reference in four, five, and six. Yeah. It's just not worth it. What I think is that, I agree with you, I think that they didn't do it well, but I think eventually, even if George Lucas hadn't done it, the prequels would have happened. Yeah. Whether they happened when they did, or I think we mentioned in another episode, what if they had made the sequels directly after the original trilogy, and then the prequels probably would have been the next step in 2017. Yeah. So, one way or another, that you had to go backwards, because there was storyline there. I think with the time frame, it was in the mentality of it, I think, like... What we said the last time was either the sequels are going to be shit or the prequels are going to be shit. And I'm glad that the prequels instead of the sequels. Like, you can carry on this story with sequels that are good, but if you make shit sequels but have good prequels, there's no way to build. So, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, and with the sequels, it's it's literally a second chance because you have endless opportunities. You're not moving towards a pre-existing movie. Right. It just sucks that, like, they happen, though. It sucks because like it's always in the back of your mind, no matter how good like the sequels are from now on. Like it sucks because like there are cool stories to be told, and I agree with you that they would have been made eventually. Just it does suck that they were just squandered like that. Now we have to yeah. like it's just the little like runt child of the Star Wars, and, and it like doesn't make sense. Like the characters in the original trilogy that are in the prequel, like. Just totally different characters. It's just, it's kind of hard to like fathom how much is canonically wrong with it. 
considering the man that created Star Wars made the prequels yeah. also. Like, I don't know how he physically, like, double-crossed himself so much <laughs> on so on so many levels. He got bamboozled. <laughs> he he really right. uh, bamboozled himself. I have, um, not to immediately play devil's advocate, because I don't necessarily agree with this, I read in defense of the prequels that he did a, a decent job of actually writing an explanation of how you know, like Palpatine rose to power, even though it was excessive detail. I think some people prefer having that sort of, I guess, legal slash political storyline to actually explain everything versus, say, The Force Awakens, where it was just like, okay, here's the New Order. Right. Or the First Order, I mean. Yeah. I, I think... With the prequels, the very, very core of it, it, it is a good idea of showing, like, hey, this empire that was completely, like, totalitarianly in power for the original trilogy, like, how this came to be. Yeah. That's a good... And how this, like, Jedi that's supposed to be, like, this chosen one, air quotes, but you can't see mm-hmm. it, um, how he came to, like, dive to that much depth of, like, the dark side. I think that's a good idea. I just think that so much is, like, convolutedly wrong, and, like, how they went about that transformation mm-hmm. was wrong. And, like, there are people that come in now and say, like, oh, it's it could have been like this, and it could have been like that, and it makes more sense that way. Like, there are people... I'll get into it later, because I don't, I don't want to say it for our discussion, but there are people that come out with just full, like, their own ideas for the prequels, that you just kind of sit back and wish, oh, why couldn't they have been made like that? <laughs> I think George Lucas's style, and in his defense, this is why the original movies worked, he would take very basic themes of old Western-type stories and make them take place in a futuristic setting. So, like, A New Hope is sort of the <clears throat> classic hero goes to save the princess, and Han yeah. Solo's, you know, the outlaw. And I guess he took that idea to take a really... Uh, age-old story, and in this case, it's the student turns against the teacher. Like, that's not a bad idea to work with, yeah. in my opinion, and that's why I think Revenge of the Sith is the strongest of the three, because that is what people were excited to, to He see. definitely, he's come out and said, like, Star Wars at its core is like a space opera, which yeah. makes sense, just yeah. with, like, the themes that it deals with. Even, kind of, when you look at, like, what prequels are the best, and or, or what original trilogies are your best, in your own opinion, like... George Lucas had varying amounts of, like, directorial control and, mm-hmm. like, creative control in it, and kind of when I look at that, I see kind of, like, parallels to, like, the ones they had more control in, I'm like, oh, okay, I, like, yeah, they're not, this, this they're not the best this, this stinks of Lucas. <laughs> so let's dive in. Phantom of the Menace. <laughs> what a film. It happened, didn't it? Yeah. It was a film. I like hearing testimonies from people who were, I guess, our age when The Phantom Menace came out, who probably desperately wanted to like it, and then had to <clears throat> wrap their brains around how bad it was. I, I know a lot of people that had, like, that kind of feeling of wanting it to be good so bad that when they originally saw it, they thought it was good, mm-hmm. but as they yeah. kind of, like, yeah. digest it more and more, they're like, oh no. Like, oh, <laughs> oh my god. Because, <laughs> like, in theory, it seems so good. Like, the cast is insane. Yeah. And, like, the trailer for it at that time probably, like, blew people's minds. And just interesting, this whole whole new world of Star Wars, like, way more than anyone even anticipated with it, and it's just, oh man. <laughs> I mean, and at the time, like Lou said, Probably the CGI that we now loathe so heavily, people are probably like, holy <laughs> shit. Edge, yeah. yeah. They like the idea of this expansive visual world. See, I like, I wasn't conscious enough if at that time period to look really, like, I don't know, was that 90... 99. 99, so yeah. Oh, yeah I two years old, I couldn't really quite appreciate the film of it. Two-year-old but, Joe was thinking, oh, yeah, this is I'm not the as back good as the like, original. Wow, this, I don't think this holds up. But uh, <laughs> Doesn't no, age well. I just, I always wonder with people that like could kind of appreciate that aspect of it, if if like 90 CGI even seemed good at the time, or if people are still like, this has a long way to go, you know? Well, and I wrote this down, this is my first little nitpick with The Phantom Menace, is that Yoda was a puppet in the original cut of Phantom Menace, so even in its first form, it was a little bit closer to the original movies, I think. Like, they used more animatronics and puppetry, and then he went back and he made things even more CGI when he remastered everything. That was one of the few good changes of the book. I agree, because Puppet Yoda was trash. Yeah, it Episode 1, Puppet Yoda was trash. Yes. Because, like, but, original trailer, I'm big team Puppet Yoda. 
Well, it like, begs the question, sure. why didn't they use the same puppet? Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, here's what doesn't make sense is, I think the puppet looked good in 5 and 6, because yeah. it wasn't a Wait. completely CGI, like the original Fuji Yeah, yeah, puppet. yeah. I think he looked good because it wasn't a complete CGI background. Like, it was an actual set. Yeah. So, like, it yeah. mixed. Molds in. But in 1, like, it's... Like, how everything is in all the prequels, it's totally CGI, and then there's just this puppet walking around. Somehow it. looks older and it looks one, yeah. and it does in But then, six. when you watch, like, interviews of episode three, when they're doing the, um, like, the CGI of Yoda, they're, like, trying to make him look like a puppet. Like, they're CGI, but they're basing off the puppet. Like, at that just, just use, use the puppet. The puppet. Well, I think, <laughs> to slightly... Disagree. I think you needed it to be CGI for the battle scenes. I'll you, get into that. You later. couldn't make a puppet do that. It would look really lame. I'll get into that later. But I remember hearing like reports or like kind of interviews like later afterwards and being like hearing like George Lucas is like, well, I like parts of the puppet and I like parts of the CGI. Just combine the two. Like I want the CGI to look like a puppet. Just fucking use a puppet. Just, yeah. Like what are you doing? <laughs> well, I don't. I know some people are big against like Yoda using a lightsaber. I hate um, that. <laughs> well, I, I I guess we'll save that for our Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Let's stay on Phantom. Yeah, I definitely have. Yeah. So, at a time. We pretty much covered way too much CGI, and it's not good. And that's just one point. Yeah. yeah. One Specifically of, of the CGI, George or Binks. Like, not only is it a horrible character, but, like, it looks... Especially now watching it, it looks really bad. It just doesn't fit. There's this one part when they're, like eating lunch or whatever at Anakin's little hut and Jar Jar Binks like sticks his tongue into this plate and Qui-Gon grabs his tongue but his hands like aren't even on his tongue at all yeah, like, it's, it's, like it's, it's, yeah it just doesn't even match have up have you ever seen the deleted scenes for episode 1 they literally have outtakes with Jar Jar in full CGI like how really? or why <laughs> yeah, I don't know it's just... I hate Jar Jar like I, I don't have a full distinct so I recognize he's just a stupid comic relief character yeah but it just doesn't... It didn't need to be... It convoluted the story more with the whole, like, Gungan, like, story arc. The whole battle with the Gungans and the yeah, robots yeah. on the field. Literally no no part of that needed to be in the movie. There were stakes. Yeah, you could you could just be like, hey, we, we also defeated the army at the end. Like, have yeah. a gun, like one yeah. Gungan there and be like, yeah, we won our battle too. Like, I think Lucas <laughs> just wanted... I think Jar Jar is sort of like the Ewok of the, or the, of the prequels. He wanted a, quote-unquote kid-friendly character, but I agree. You didn't need that. It's not a, It's not like kids are terrified of <laughs> the he's rest always, of the cast. He's always in defense of Jar Jar being like, well, Star Wars is a kid's movie. Whenever you have that generational of a movie and you recognize that like a bunch of your fan base were are grown-ups that saw that original trilogy and like love it that much, you can't just spew it on and be like, well, this movie's not for you. It really is. Like It's a continuation yeah. of a story they grew up and loved. Yeah, you're trying to bring in a new fan base, but you can't be like, well, it's not even supposed to be for you, so like, don't get so mad. Like This is a, this is a pretty big story yeah. that people care about. Well, I mean, we were all kids, and, well, not Phantom Menace, but we were kids who were you know pretty aware of our surroundings by the time 2 and 3 came out. Yeah. And I didn't... Like, none of my friends like Jar Jar. Like, we like Vader and Yoda and, like, yeah. the, re the regular yeah. characters. Like, the, the characters. It didn't do anything like. for us. <laughs> I'm, I mean, if, like, the characters work well together, they should have, like, humor just with right. each other. There should have been a lot more. A big beef I have with the prequels just in general is, and I'll get into it kind of more with episode three, but there should have been more banter between Obi-Wan and Anakin. There should have been more lightheartedness to kind of show their relationship. Yeah. Well, if you think about two, like, in two, they're apart the whole time. Yeah. In one, they, like, hate each other. Yeah. Well, so in why, three, they're also Why are they brothers in three? Why are they brothers in three? Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they skip over the parts that would have been good movies. Yeah. Uh, that, that relationship's definitely a point that I kind of well, want to talk about. Because that, that should have been the main whole like, the main relationship of the whole That should trilogy. be the focal point. Just, I mean, because that's the main thing that happened. It's the catalyst for the entire rise yeah. of the Empire. Any so. scene with Anakin and Padme should have been Anakin and Obi-Wan. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're getting ahead of ourselves yet again. Yeah. Back to Phantom Menace. <laughs> ah. um, I know, Joe, you really don't like Qui-Gon. I, okay, I love Liam Neeson, and as a kid, when I originally saw it, loved Qui-Gon, but looking back on it, like, it didn't take too long, and just took some rewatches and kind of like understanding Star Wars a little more. He is just like the worst Jedi ever, which is saying a lot because the council just sucks. But he literally gets everything wrong yeah. and uses his power for like stuff that Jedi like he rigs a gambling 
bet to get Anakin and his mother. Like, he basically, like, uses powers for his own gain. <laughs> then he's like, oh, no, this kid's gonna be fine. He wasn't. He destroyed the Jedi. He just... Yeah. He got, like, everything wrong, and of course he fucking died. He sucked. <laughs> yeah, Qui-Gon's a good representation of everything wrong with the Council. Yeah. I think, like, they're prophesizing is shit. <laughs> and just their ability to sense darkness is shit. Because yeah, it's I'd constantly around Literally them. right in front of their face. I think the good points of him were... Like, he did disagree with the council a lot. Like, he was always... Yeah. Like, after all their meetings, he would always be, like, with Obi-Wan. He's like, those guys are, those guys are dicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think the relationship that Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan... I do like Even that. though it was only for one movie, it was still better than Anakin or Obi-Wan's ever was. That's a relationship I would like them to kind of explore, maybe, in an Obi-Wan spinoff. Because yeah. there's, there's that little line at the end of 3 where they talk about the power of being a Force ghost, and they reference Qui-Gon. I'd like to see that. If they get even Liam Neeson back, that'd be awesome yeah, to me. Yeah, would be. But, like, yeah, because that was a relationship I did enjoy seeing. It definitely showed, like, it, a good master and Padawan. It's not like shit. Liam Neeson ages, really. Like, he no. still looks exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. Well, since we roasted pretty well, I think some of the good points Ooh, of one... a lot more bad. Um, oh, there's a lot more bad. Even though there was... We'll do a compliment sandwich. We'll give a criticism, then give some compliments, then go back to the Yeah. Criticism. Well, even though he wasn't used well, and he could have been great, it was Darth Maul. Yeah. I mean, purely looks and even the lightsaber battle even though it's like real choreographed it's still that like a really with the music in the background it's really awesome i think that people always and i agree with you but people will always go back to phantom menace and really all the prequels and they'll say oh but the lightsaber battles are good it's kind of hard to make them not good in general like that's kind of why people are going to see it you know what i mean big point of the lightsaber battles i always say with um, the prequels is that I rarely feel like stakes or emotion in them, and they all seem very choreographed to me. And while they look visually appealing, I actually prefer like episode five and six lightsaber battles. They don't look as flashy, but I can like actually like the best one that I can think of is the Cloud City um, yeah. lightsaber battle because there's just so much emotion in that that you can actually like, kind of get stakes, and it just feels like this more emotional moment than like. Some random Yoda versus Dooku like sparring match, yeah. you know, where it just looks interesting. But they're just always whipping it out in the prequels. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm, I'm interested in eight because it's probably gonna be Rey against Kylo Ren. Yeah, but in like seven, neither of them are at their peak. They're kind of just hacking at each other. Yeah, but it, if they train a lot, I think it could be neat what they do with eight because I mean they have the special effects that they didn't have back <laughs> then. But but um, I think they know what makes. The lightsaber battle's good. Yeah, I agree. But with Darth Maul, I always use him as kind of the one thing that kind of puts Episode 1 above Episode 2, in my opinion. Just because I think he is a really, really interesting character. And I know that the TV series, like, Rebels, has gone in him and kind of his past and where his story went and everything. I do think that it's, like, a crime how much they squandered him and just kind of killed him off at the yeah. end. I yeah. think he could have been a really good, like... I think what he could have been really good for is a main or er, antagonist to Obi-Wan throughout yeah. the prequels. Yeah. Because that's the guy that kills his master. If he gets away, then it gives something for Obi-Wan to kind of cling to as a motivation to, like, kind of keep becoming better as a Jedi, not to remain as this kind of stale. And then that might make the transfer power over to Vader right. more significant. Like, or even all this time, like, he was chasing his, like, his, this foe that took away his master, all the while he lost his own, like, paddle onto the dark side. Like, that's a good kind of, like, arc that I think they could have used, but they just kind of let it slip away. <laughs> Damn shame. Damn shame. Damn crime. How bad it turned out. My only other... I'm looking at my notes for Phantom Menace... <laughs> um, oh, well, the midichlorians. <laughs> I've had this discussion with a lot of people, but breaking down the Force into something technical and scientific totally took away from what it was in the original movies, which is this almost religious ideology. And you mentioned earlier about George Lucas bamboozling himself, but like the whole narrative of Han Solo not believing in the Force... Makes no sense. Yeah. Because yeah. of course uh, it of course exists. He, he, can't, he can't physically like, how do you How do you refute it if it's cellular reality? You know what I mean? Yeah. And like he was probably like 15 years old when Jedi was still around. Like he definitely remembers that. Yeah. yeah. I don't get why he's like, oh yeah, it's all fake. Oh, like, <laughs> watch out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> probably. Uh, yeah, that's stupid decision. Just yeah. to make it and that like made something it, in your body. <laughs> yeah, and that made it something 
there was something sort of like fantasy based to it because like you said it's a space opera so there's nothing wrong with having something i guess supernatural about the force it almost it made the i think it took away some of the significance of there being the light side and the dark side because if it's just this force that you kind of hone it has nothing to do with what's ever in your body but just kind of this mindset you achieve or power you achieve and then you consciously choose whether to use it for good or bad or anything like that that you carries more weight than like oh i have this power i'm just gonna use it yeah and it's different because i think there's this there's this idea if it's something more mystical like you can be trained to harness it Sort of like, yeah. you know, it's almost like a, like a, I don't know, like a Tai Chi sort of thing. <laughs> it's like something that Yoga. anybody can train to learn. Yeah. But I guess, you know, you're just either guess born not. with it or you aren't. Guess you're born that's with really it. Maybe she's born with it. Oh. Maybe it's the force. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, so stupid. I hate Kid Anakin with a passion. Yeah. And I hear the kid's also a dick, too. Little so. rat bastard. <laughs> I, I don't get why they had to start so young. And then it makes the jump from two to uh, from one to two weirder because there's a bigger age gap than you think. Yeah. And then between Pad- yeah, Padme's like, and always be like, that little. Oh, kid. I want to bone this little kid. I mean, that makes <laughs> that makes it even feel like more distant. Yeah, like there's less. If it's such a huge gap like that, you just still and you hardly know the characters from the if, first one. If there is an, any way to make that romance less believable. They found it in the yeah. George cap. Lucas just wanted to cover incest <laughs> and pedophilia across the moon. Cover all his bases. <laughs> and that scene, where, like, the scene where he goes out accidentally on a spaceship and basically blows up a Trade Federation ship, it's just another, like, ending, like, fight that didn't need to be shown. Like, I, I don't know why it was there. Is that supposed to be, like... Like, you know how in 4, Obi-Wan's like, yeah, he was a great, He's a great pilot. pilot. Is that supposed to be it? Between like the, on accident. Between the po- pod racing and that, yeah, that's supposed to be, like, the root of the reference, which is so, like, foot and mouth yeah. type of, like... Oh, he's a great pilot. Like, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Like It's like pod racing almost isn't even piloting. It's like just driving, basically. <laughs> yeah. And then when he was actually piloting, it was like all... By luck. accident. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Only other thing that I wanted to say about Phantom Menace, which is totally unrelated and very nitpicky, but those robot soldier things that Roger, took the place... Roger, of, Yeah, Roger, Roger. <laughs> like, that took the place of stormtroopers that look like they're made of popsicle sticks and very easily broken. I hated those things. <laughs> Never liked them. Because I remember seeing a, um, sort of a George Lucas behind the scenes and he had a big plaster mold of one of those because I guess he helped design it and he goes, oh, well, this is the new stormtrooper. Like, stormtroopers were so much cooler, though. Yeah, they really... <laughs> in every way. They, they turned, like, to... stormtroopers to, like, these comic relief... Because they'd make, like, jokes and stuff and I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> it's just not good. Yeah, they weren't scary. Yeah. Like, there's no stakes, even. I mean, even though they're the bad guys, like, they're just robots. No, they're yeah. So easily broken. So easily killed. Yeah. Just blow Only on one, them. <laughs> <laughs> one gust of wind to yeah, that just crumble. Crumble. <laughs> I will say one, a personal, like, good thing I thought about episode one is it introduced kind of, like, the underground scene of, like, Tatooine, like, the kind of mean streets of Tatooine. I yeah. Thought. That's pretty good. Yeah. The pod racing Visually, the... purely visually, he did a good a good job of setting the stage and, I guess, expanding the Star Wars yeah. world. But that's, that's all it. the credit I will but give that's him. That's it. That's all I give him. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just stinks of Lucas. <laughs> they try. Likes of Lucas. <laughs> you're in the theater, you're like, <laughs> Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> like yes, this was directed by George Lucas. Like, oh, okay. oh, you see the Lucasfilm logo. <laughs> oh, that's what oh, that that's is. Why. <laughs> what is that stick? Uh, <laughs> Any more thoughts about episode one? Say move on. I think we have a lot to say. Real shit. Real shit movie. Want to buy some death sticks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so my segue. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the segue. <laughs> that's um, the cue. I guess the first thing about first of the many problems of episode, episode two. two. Um, I guess Anakin and Obi-Wan just right at the bat are like, yeah, we're good pals. But, like, <laughs> there's nothing to show for that. One thing about that scene is, like, so weird is the whole time in the elevator, it's like, yeah, we're pals, haha. And then as soon as they, like, get to that meeting, Anakin, like, completely undermines Obi-Wan and, like, yeah. basically, like, calls him an idiot to his yeah. face. The... I don't, I don't even think, honestly, Hayden Christensen is that bad of an actor. It was just... 
How can you be good with that role? Yeah, like, it was bad directing. How like how do you make that dialogue sound good? Yeah, because some of those lines, like I can't imagine anyone saying ridiculous. I I think that I've heard Lucas he told Hayden Christensen to sort of tone down the emotion and try to act constantly angsty and enraged, and that's it. Just came off as wooden. You know what I mean? It, it came off as like whiny kid type, yeah. but like not in the. Not exactly in the way they... I think they wanted to achieve, like, kind of immature, but, like, powerful. And instead, they just got this whiny little kid that, like, is basically, like, a sociopath. (laughs) I don't see why he has to be, like, so angry and such a, like, psychopath all the time. Because, I mean, that... Then why would Obi-Wan be friends with them? Well, and it it makes you not feel for him. You know what I mean? Like, if he was... If he started off as a good guy and then you watched his descent to the dark exactly. side, there would be some sympathy. But he's just a dick start to finish. Yeah. There's complete no mischaracterization. Yeah. And uh, oh, Jesus, Walt. Jesus. Walt just trying to tunnel his way out of his cave. He hates episode two so much he yeah, doesn't hide in the room for it. How do you feel, Walt? Nah, he's Dead silence. <laughs> Refuses. He won't even give it the time. He won't even that. justify this movie with an answer. Um, one. Like, little note I made is Jar Jar Binks' weird rise to power. Like, he's slowly, like, climbing the ranks. Senator Binks. Why? (laughs) What have you seen from him that you're like, he should work in politics? Uh, He's qualified. (laughs) This guy's qualified. If anything, like... He's mad. Walt's mad. If anything, just, like, a military leader. Because, like, if anything... Because even, like, as weird as he is, he was, like... Killed so for many some droids reason. in that yeah. battle for some reason. Like, that's his only good quality. Anything like, where he can't make, like, crucial decisions for an empire. Yeah, for, like, speaks, a like, broken English. <laughs> Misa Abi! <laughs> like, how the fuck are you here? Another big problem, I think, is Dooku. Because at least... Dooku? At least what the Phantom Menace had going, it was a decent... Like, Darth Maul was pretty interesting. Yeah. Dooku... He could have been really cool. I think what could have been cool with Dooku is like if he was in the first one, and because I mean he was a Jedi that turned evil. I mean, and they just basically yeah. just say that. If they kind of just went deeper into that, like why he left the Jedi and stuff like that. Jesus, oh, oh. hell! <laughs> but uh, well, do you mind <laughs> trying to do a podcast here, man? <laughs> but as we were saying, well, kind of the problem with all three of these is that it's a different villain every single time. Like, it's not a villain that develop- nothing develops through any of these yeah. three movies. There's no weight to it because, like, you, it's a different character. Yeah, because, I mean, this Dooku, like, you don't care at all. You yeah. don't know anything about him except that he was a Jedi, but even then it's... Yeah. Also, with the actor that played him, um... Christopher Lee. That's it. Uh, he was, like, he had, like, back problems during this, so, like, that fight where he... Is fighting with, like, Yoda it's just, and that. His it's, head it's, CGI'd, CGI'd on, so it's just, like, a bunch of weird, like, flips and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> There's so it. much overuse of CGI. Whenever Anakin and Padme are having their lunch, and uh. he, like, cuts that pear, and says that <laughs> she bites the pear, but it's CGI. So it's she not even a real pear. While acting, had to, like, bite air. Yeah, like... Everything is CGI. Why make it CGI at that point? When you look at behind the scenes for any of the prequels, besides, I guess, one, because, like, Maybe the technology wasn't quite there, but when you look at behind the scenes, literally the entire set's just that blue screen, like yeah. a blue set. Yeah, because the, I, everything is CGI. How can you do it? Like, like I always talk about in the Jedi Temple and stuff like that. They have like these endless corridors that just don't like. They look completely fake. They look like horrible. It would take mo- like so long to walk through. Yeah, there. and. <laughs> And it takes focus away from, like, the scene at hand, because I'm like, wow, that looks fake as shit. Yeah. Yeah, just make it, like, a room. Yeah, just use a room. And then, to (laughs) some extent, like you said earlier, you don't think Hayden Christensen is that bad an actor? Yeah. I mean, when you're literally just playing pretend in front of a blue screen, it has to be pretty damn hard. You're pretty much set up for failure, I feel like. Like, you have to be a damn good actor. To, like, be able to... Yeah, but, like, literally everything, even a freaking pair, is fake. I, I don't know, I don't, I can't think of anyone that could, like, really excel with that part. So I don't really blame Chris, uh, Hayden Christensen. Because George Lucas was like, oh yeah, I achieved my goal of making a full CGI movie. Great, like, it sucked. Why is that a goal? <laughs> like, anyone could do that. Yeah. Uh, 
Like, just don't use set to make it all shitty CGI. That's like a I, good achievement. I, I feel like for a little while there, and it's slowly come back, especially with the newer Star Wars, that practical sets have become like more appreciated. Mm-hmm. They always look better. Yeah, they, they always Every look time. better. Every single time, without fail, unless or, it's like, unless it's absolutely flawless CGI, which in my opinion we've like yet to see. We're getting close. Like I thought, Apes was like pretty damn good, like close yeah. CGI, but nothing's better than practical. I, I think it's if the you best. Can use it the right way. It's the best when you can't tell if it's practical or yeah. CGI. Like you yeah. don't know which it is. Yeah, or if I'm, I'm not, I don't want to be sitting there thinking to myself, is that CGI or is that like? Yeah, even just things like when they build a model of a ship instead of a CGI ship, or yeah. I think it's interesting that, yeah, like you said, Joe, now you see there's sort of a shift back to basics. Yeah. Even shooting movies on film instead of... It's like a revival of, like, practicality and stuff like that. Old school. A big beef I have with episode um, two is Django Fett and Boba Fett. Yeah. Because I hate... That Django Fett's in this. I, think, I know a lot of people that like him. I just think it's like horrible fan service. I don't... Like, it could have been done... I think it just should have been Boba Fett. Because, I mean, he's like an established bounty hunter yeah. by Empire. I mean, maybe he just should have been like... Maybe he's just young. It's just... Yeah, it's just still him. Even then, though, there wasn't like a point in the store where you really needed a bounty hunter. Yeah, I'm... It's It doesn't really have that great of a fit... And Django, like, he's not that competent. Like, he gets killed. And it's yeah. just, it's literally, his whole part in the movie was just to show a way that Boba Fett got his armor. That's the entire reason behind yeah. Django Fett. In that. Even then, it's, like, not even explained. Cause, yeah. Like, where did he it's, get it? <laughs> and, like, I'm just left thinking, like, how was it green? Um, yeah. But I, I just don't, I don't like that he's in it. I think it's just fancer, more Lucas, like, fancers, like, tongue-in-cheek kind of like here's here's how boba fett started which you could have made like a young boba fett and then feasibly yeah by the time like five and six roll around or four and five um roll around he's in his 30s which is fine because that's that could be like a or you could have just started with boba fett like in his known form but don't even yeah you, you, some, you don't have to just kind of leave well enough alone <laughs> yeah yeah it does, like, not you everything has age. to be explained because like Shit, he could be he could be not human. Like maybe he doesn't yeah. like you don't have to address these things. Yeah. Just like put Boba Fett in if you need a bounty. Make hunter. its own movie. Yeah. Fett. <laughs> Fett. Yeah, because it's at like least... a Logan, but it's Boba Fett. <laughs> that gives a reason that like at least it gives him something to do. Because even though he's like real cool in Empire, like he still doesn't really he do doesn't, that much. Yeah. And he does nothing in He's six. so fondly remembered because one, his armor looks cool and two, like his like extended universe stuff is really cool. Yeah. But in terms of, like, movies, he's never really gotten a chance to do anything. <laughs> yeah. A missed opportunity. Place. Missed opportunity. But I do love Natalie Portman. Yes. Love her. Natalie Portman, if you're listening, I'm single. <laughs> Our new segment, Joe's single. <laughs> we will also be a We don't have that. a sound bite for Now, the segment is my love letter to Natalie Portman. I'll just do it every week. <laughs> <laughs> She'll listen to one of these. I... I had no problem with her, but... Her character and just the whole Padme-Anakin relationship is so yeah. bad in so many levels. Yeah. I agree. I think, Lou, you mentioned this to me one time. <laughs> they speak to each other. And they, <laughs> like, I am a contaminator. It's, it's, like, it's like high school Shakespeare. Yeah. It's a beef. It's like two, like, hardos in a high school English class that, like, want to impress the teacher, so they just, like, recite the shit out of her. Yeah, Juliet. <laughs> no one talks like that. <laughs> Oh, and you were saying, John, that this is the birth of the Obi-Wan one-liners in this movie. Yeah. What's, like, the first one in this one? I guess it's, like... Oh, um, whenever they're fighting, like, in the spaceships and Anakin, like, drops, like, 30 stories and falls into a spaceship, he's like, I hate when he does that. Yeah, like, that's, like, that the before. first one. <laughs> Classic yeah, like, Anakin. Like, he said it before. <laughs> that whole scene is just a heap load of bullshit. They're jumping around <laughs> midair. You ever seen the deleted... It's from a deleted scene, but it's like a gif of Obi-Wan driving. He's like, shifting real, like, happy in the... <laughs> oh, yeah. That looks terrible. Oh, I forgot. That little yellow pod thingy. I almost forgot that that's mullet Obi-Wan. Yeah. He, really, he really evolves, yeah, hairstyle-wise. Yeah. I don't know why they had to do the mullet stage. They... I, I guess that... Jedi's have hair stages because Anakin mimics his like one movie late every time. Like, yeah. The second one he has the rat tail, like Obi Wan's yeah. first one, and then the second one, he has a mullet. Is that is that a Jedi does, code does thing a to have to component to <laughs> becoming in a order Jedi. to connect to the Force? You have to get a mullet. <laughs> and I think 
I could be wrong on this because sometimes I forget scenes, like whether they're in two or three. Yeah, actually, now that I think about it, maybe it's three, but we were kind of getting Which into part? that anyway. Just how um, Anakin and Padme are trying to keep their relationship hidden, but they have an apartment together. <laughs> and they sleep in yeah. the same bed, and they're really bad at hiding. It's it. super obvious. <laughs> but, I mean, the Jedi miss, like, the biggest Sith Lord right in front of their faces true. all this time. So I think there's that one scene. feasible, they also forgot yeah, to look yeah, at this true. relationship. There's one scene at the beginning of 3 where, yeah, it's after they crash that ship, and Anakin, Anakin comes in, and he tries to kiss Padme. She's like, no, not here. And then they move, like, five feet to the left and go behind a really here. skinny pole. Like, oh, yeah, this is fine. I think that's just dumb also that Jedi, like, can't get married. Yeah. Why? That just makes it... It's just so weird. Like, why are they a weird pre-store? I can get... I can understand, like, trying to make it, like, religious in a way. But I don't like whenever they sort of turn into this kind of religious, like, monk order type thing. Because, I don't know, it, it becomes pretty, like, overly done. And a big thing, I think that they saw Obi, like, Alec Guinness in the robes from episode four... And just figured, oh, that's what Jedi wear, yeah. like, all the time. Which, in fact, like, maybe it was just because he's on a desert planet and it helps him, like, blend in, or it's just, like, yeah. something he'd wear there. Because, like, yeah, because <laughs> no one recognizes him in Tatooine, like, oh, this yeah. guy's definitely a Jedi. But if he's wearing exactly what a Jedi uses and stuff like yeah. that, why, like, why wouldn't anyone and, recognize like, him? Luke doesn't wear Jedi clothes. No, he doesn't. Like, until there's, now, like, black like, seven, because now it's... like, jeans. <laughs> like, yeah, like he just that. has that black. Um, before we get into three, I do want to say real quick that I am big against the lightsaber, like, Yoda using a yeah. lightsaber. Yeah. I think it's I think it's just a misuse of, like, Does Yoda's it really character. get you steaming, Joe? Not quite. Yeah, not that well, mad? Not, not that mad? Not that much. Not, not that much. I just, just, like just a, wondering. Just I wondering. just think it's a misuse of his character, because, like, if you're the most powerful Jedi ever, you don't really need to use a lightsaber. Like, you could feasibly just destroy it with your force. Like, because like, he doesn't... An Empire doesn't have a lightsaber. No. It just doesn't... I think... I, I guess I slightly disagree, because... <gasps> <laughs> I'll just show myself out. Get out. <laughs> show yourself out. Come on, Walt. Um, <laughs> I... I guess I do see both sides. I understand what you're saying. Like, yeah, he doesn't have it in um, Empire. And some people think it doesn't go with his character. But I kind of like the idea of a young Yoda. Or a younger Yoda who does have a lightsaber and acts a little bit more like a traditional Jedi. Because I see Dagobah system Yoda as, like, old and retired. So it makes sense that he wouldn't have a lightsaber and he wouldn't be fighting. But it kind of works in the prequels, in my opinion. I don't... I mean, I don't... I'm not totally against him using a lightsaber because he does say he... Like, he was, like, they know him for being a great warrior in Empire. I don't think it works that well, like, all, like, the flipping and, like, <laughs> flying around that he does. But I don't know how it could have been done well. That's why I think they should have just left it out. I think the flipping, it's a little over the top, but when you think about what would the alternative be, it'd be, like, Dooku reaching down, like, eh. <laughs> trying to get, get over here. Yeah, I just don't get how it could have been done. Just go to my knees. <laughs> yeah. I think my back. <laughs> another real big missed opportunity, which I guess is kind of done in like, the TV shows, but like Jedi working with clones. Like in battle, yeah. Like that could. I know they do it in like the shows, but I mean, it's still not the same as like live action. But I think it could have. Like the battle scenes in this are just so bad. Like we said, because all the CGI. I think, like, actual Jedi working with, if it was actual people in, like, clone trooper suits. Yeah. That could have looked really good and been a really cool part of the movie. I never thought those clones looked, like, realistic, too. Well, they're they're all They're CGI. all CGI. I know they're all CGI. That's what I'm saying. Like, they could just use extras and just made, like, I guess CGI their face on if you need to make them, like, that way. But you, you don't even have to show his face. You can be like, oh, they're all clones. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but, like, they never really... I think somewhat work together at the very end, I guess, but you never really see, like... Yeah. It never really, like, corresponds the way, like, the TV series does, and I get what you're saying, because, like, every time I see something cool in the TV series, I'm like, like, I know that's its own outlet, but I'm like, why couldn't they have done that? Because there's that, not the Clone Wars, not, like, the CGI Clone Wars show, like, the cartoon one that was actually oh, in between two and right, three. Right, Like, I thought that was really good. I watched that when I was young, and I was, like, so hyped for three. But <laughs> Little did you know. Yeah, little did I know. But, I mean, a lot of that is just Jedi working with clones, and I think that works really well in that, and that could have been a big part of the movies, but... Did you watch the CGI one? A little bit, not really. It's actually pretty good. It was pretty good. I I've watched... It. I kind of watched some of it recently on Netflix, but it was, like... It just sucks that it's on, like, Cartoon Network. Yeah. It's on, like, an actual... I know. And, like, Rebels is on Disney. XC. I've never watched Rebels, personally. I just always wish it was, like, not a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, I just wish it was on, like, or just, like, a 
or a better adult network, channel. yeah. Because they definitely have to, like, PG themselves a little Cause, bit. Because the old one, the cartoon one, it was by the same, it was by all the Samurai Jack, which I love. Love Samurai Jack. Love Samurai Jack. <laughs> the new scene was Yeah, there was a canon, <laughs> animated but adult-oriented Star Wars series, yeah. that would be ideal. So I agree. If, I don't know who would be listening, if George Lucas is listening, question uh, mark, I don't know. First off, I don't apologize for anything I've said, George. You need <laughs> yeah. to hear it from someone. But this is what you need to do. But this is what you need to do. <laughs> George Lucas, Natalie Portman, and M. Night Shyamalan are all in a room right now listening. M. Night, you don't deserve to watch this show. <laughs> I heard he's directing the new Star Wars movies. <laughs> I'm not seeing the Star Wars. I refuse to give him another cent. Can you imagine a Shyamalan twist at the end of a Star Wars movie? I don't even know what it would can be. Can you like... think of what that crockpot would be? Fucking well, he already took it off, but the only thing I can think is Kylo Ren taking off a mask, and it's like, Young it's Anakin. It's Hayden Christensen. It's <laughs> my Shyamalan. <laughs> That's all I got for episode two. Right. It's the worst one, in my opinion. That's Shall one. we mosey on over to episode three? Might as well. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be where we're headed. Well, it starts out with an onslaught of Obi-Wan one-liners. I... That first ten minutes is actually pretty good. I will give it that. It just gives it kind of a whimsical, like, oh, they're working together, they're teammates type Flying of Flying drones. <laughs> yeah. Always a happy landing. Always a happy landing. I've got a bad feeling about... Oh, I hate that they used... He overused the fuck out of that. <laughs> Every movie does. After one time, they used it once, and it made sense in that context without Guinness. He's like, er, is it Han Solo? Han Solo and... Um, like, I've got a bad feeling about this. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. But when you're flying towards a fucking closing door, of course you have a bad feeling yeah. about this. It you might die. You feel any other way. Yeah. It, I'd be worried if you didn't. Yeah. I, I think one of the parts that makes that action scene so good is, like, they have a clear goal that they're going towards. It's not like in the... There's all these side plots going on that make it super confusing. Like, they're just yeah. going in to get... Um, get the Palpatine. Emperor. Yeah. Or, I guess not the Emperor. It's just like land yeah. the ship. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's all you have to do. Oh. And then it gets worse. And then it gets a little better. There's that weird dialogue and then fight with Dooku in the beginning. Oh, yeah. Not this time, Dooku. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of flipping. A lot of, a lot of Hayden Christian sing about. I've heard... I don't know if I agree with this, but um, <clears throat> a friend of mine was saying that he thinks episode three starts off as bad as Attack of the Clones and then ends as good as the original trilogy. I don't agree with that, but I see what he's saying as far as the tone changing, maybe. I have a hard disagree with that, but I'm going to wait till the end because the ending of this movie gets me so fucking mad. Uh, Oh, I think I know how we're going to handle that. (laughs) I would say the start of this is actually... Good. One of the yeah, one of the yeah. better parts of the Yeah, movie. that first I agree the first scene is good. If that if the whole movie matched or not the whole movie but majority of the movie matched that tone of the t- first ten minutes where it's just these two taking on like the mm-hmm. galactic like trade federation and stuff like that. Like that type of tone, I think it could have been a serviceable movie. But it just kind yeah. of ve- it go it drops off a clip. They separate, which doesn't help either of them in terms of like being good characters to again, watch. Again. Yeah, again. <laughs> it it doesn't help the story that they separate, like I don't know, I just don't like it. I think I think what you meant though, like, as far as the tone changing, that first scene which we all <clears throat> agree that we like, it has that sort of whimsical, pure action kind yeah. of fun tone to it. I think towards the end of the movie though, when it does get dark and you see the the fall of the Republic, that's I think that's pretty good. I enjoy that part. The tone definitely shifts. Like when for it, sure. When it does get really dark, leading up to the um, Anakin Obi Wan battle, I think that that's a decently good. Any sequence. and all emotion I feel from the like ending portion of Episode Three is because of Ewan McGregor. Like he's the best part of this far and away. Like yeah. just in terms yeah. of I, being I able agree. to work with this storyline and this dialogue, like he definitely sells it. But yeah, and there were so many missed shots, like Anakin killing the younglings. Doesn't it doesn't land? I don't. To me. Instead yeah. of that, why didn't they show him actually like killing Jedi, like him actually like carrying out Order sixty six? Yeah, and, like, like actually a... doing cool things. Because I I think Order sixty six as a whole is really mishandled. Yeah, I mean we can get to it later. Like your point does like definitely make more sense than like make him kill like Jedi that. Because that makes him, like, even though he's being a total dig, at least he's, like, a badass while he's doing it. Right. Or it shows more, like, these people that he served with, or, like, maybe were, like, went to council meetings with and he kills. Like, that'd be pretty cool. Because that would be, he would then be scary, and 
But in a more traditional Vader sense. Right. Him killing kids off screen, it just makes yeah. it, it's like, it's just unsettling, but it's not... Right, it's not it, Vader. It, yeah. You know, yeah, it's a, it's the wrong thing to do. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. In terms of, like, Order 66, a big thing that, like, has always confused me is, like, if if Stormtroopers are, like, now basically, pro, like, anytime you see a Jedi, like, kill immediately, or, like, have to take out, it, it just doesn't make sense with, like, in terms of episode four, why Obi Wan's one so free to like whip out his lightsaber in a cantina? Because yeah. if you do, then you immediately mark yourself as a Jedi. So there's uh, one. Yeah, part. I get what you're saying. And then two, it just it was so rushed and so like quick. I get that like it's cool that Palpatine kind of programmed these clones that as soon as he says like Order sixty six, they they're supposed to carry that out. But maybe not like in a quick like two minute montage. You know? Yeah, it, it uh, it's too rushed. It's too rushed and I don't feel enough from it. Well, like, <laughs> like, like if I, I, yeah, good. Like I said about episode two is if they actually showed them working with the clones, like if they had relationships together, then the yeah. clones, they don't have to like, they could just use like deception more to take <laughs> them out. It's not like purely they're just like Inception. outnumbering them. Like, a, yeah, no, nah, I agree. And it's just, you'd yeah. be like, oh, can you help me in here? <laughs> Bang. <laughs> can I get a little help? <laughs> but can you imagine though, if, if Revenge of the Sith, if that story arc was two movies instead of Attack of the Clones. You could feasibly because that so much occurs not even in the movie like the it's second so act of the movie yeah there's so much going on that ought to have been stretched out I think I agree it just it's like one minute there's a bit of turmoil but it's still a republic mm-hmm. and then another minute it's full chaos and it's about to be the empire yeah. like they it moves so fast and it's almost I, I mean I don't know if this is really what happened I hope not but it's almost as if George Lucas was writing these movies one at a time you know what I mean? And he yeah. had this idea in general of how it was going to play out, and he wrote one, and then he wrote two, and then he got to three, and he's like, oh shit, <laughs> i got to make all this happen oh, now, <laughs> and I only have a half hour of screen time to work with. It seems like a lot of like, and then this happens, and then this happens, and, and then, then this, this happens. happens. Like, and you as the audience are just like, oh, so that's why. That's yeah. Because <laughs> you can watch any of them without seeing the one before, and you, you totally don't need to see the one. Like, nothing's yeah. been built off from the past one. Yeah, for real. And in this one, um, this is, like, Padme goes from, like, okay, pretty serviceable, like, fights in an arena to just pregnant and crying the entire movie. You're breaking my heart! <laughs> Lily does nothing. There's, and the, the writing, you know, towards the end of the movie, like I just said, when it was like, oh shit, we gotta make all this happen, sometimes the explanations don't make any sense. Like, the biggest one's Padme dying. See, for reasons we don't understand, we're losing her. Yeah, she lost the will to live. But why does it kill her? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. What? <laughs> the, the little robot doctors just give up. And then that just immediately, like, that's what I mean with, how did something that George Lucas wrote, based off of something that George Lucas also wrote, contradict each other so much? Pat, or er, Leia clearly says in one of the movies, I remember my mom. If she dies a baby, you don't remember your mom. Yeah. If she died as soon as you're born, you don't remember your mom. Yeah. Like, does he just not, like, check to make sure any of these bad shit and Satan, yeah. like, I also, ideas I that he comes with? three seconds. Yeah. <laughs> she was beautiful. <laughs> I hate, this is, so, this is very nitpicky, this is a writing beef on my end, when she gives birth to the twins, and she's like, Luke, <laughs> Leia. Like, how stupid do you think we okay. are? I think we know who they are. No, that, that perfectly plays into, like, I, I hate... With the end of this movie, how quickly, like, how much Lucas shoehorns everybody into their starting positions for episode four. Joe, if I may, uh, stop right right there. It gets me, some would say, pissed. (laughs) Oh, man, he's pissed! (laughs) It's it's so infuriating, because it's so much fan service, just in the name of fan service. Like, they have to be on a white ship at the end. They have to put Luke in the same family like home as Darth Vader. They have to give yeah. Leia to the on Alderaan. They have to make sure that C-3PO and R2-D2 are on the same ship. They have to make sure that like Vader is in his ready position. Chewbacca. They ha- yeah. <laughs> Chewbacca's for some reason there. It's, it's so infuriating because it's like, it's, it's so foot and mouth, like, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to just, like, it's like a nod and wink to all the fans. When in reality, it just makes your story even shitty. But there's so many nods and so many winks. It's so many and it's so annoying. Yeah, and I hate... Uh, not to infringe on your segments. No, I, I welcome it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also pissed. <laughs> I was pissed! 
I hate that one scene where they're deciding where the babies are gonna go. So like, yeah, oh, I happen to know a guy on Tatooine that'll be. <laughs> like, oh, oh, really? Uh, that's kind of dangerous. It's on the same planet that Anakin's from. Uh, what's like yeah, no well, relation, right? right over there? Uh, yeah, it's it's not really. Well, I mean, it's his uncle. So it, it's just what you question <laughs> even then it's like not actually his uncle yeah oh my god <laughs> like they're not actually brothers yeah it's like brother in law or no the sister-in-law right no cause it's like a brother-in-law cause it's his brother-in-law well isn't it Anakin's mom gets married to a guy yeah and it's just that guy's kid yeah so it's like Anakin's brother-in-law so it's like not you know what I'm saying but we have, it's like stepbrother though not in-law oh right Right? I guess. I don't, yes, I don't know. it would be step. I messed up. But like, in, in any case, it would have made so much more sense for one of them to maybe step up and take care of the kid. Because why would you send the kid back to the family? Did they ever mention, like, do Uncle Lars and, like, did Lars and them ever mention that they're related to Anakin? Like, to his father? At all. Do they ever, like, mention it? Or does Obi-Wan ever mention it? I know that they tell Luke that his father was Anakin and he's a Jedi, but do they ever, like, go outright and mention, like, yeah, like, we're his uncle and stuff like that? Or, like, his brother. Uh, But, I mean, they they show that he definitely, like, if you watch 4, it seems like he had a good relationship with Anakin. Yeah. He's like, oh, you don't want to turn out like your dad. I knew him well. (laughs) He literally met him one time. It's like, you don't want to turn out like that. Who's Darth Vader? He watched him kill a bunch of sand people. Like, no wonder he hates Luke. Like, he was just <laughs> dropped this kid out of nowhere of a guy he never yeah. met. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, I no fucking sense. hate that. And especially, I think, in my opinion, the worst of the, the winks and nods is Yoda going into exile to Dagobah. Yeah. That he just decides like, for himself that because, yeah, because he, he messed lost. up this one little mission, he's like, oh, I gotta get out of here. One, he didn't lose, he just fell into a, a, yeah, an it, airbag. There's no... Sorry, I didn't realize that meant you died in the fight. Yeah, that should have been the reason he went to exile. See, he still could have been pretty useful. It's kind of a... It's just, the reason he goes into exile should be like, okay, like, I know that the Emperor has too much like power behind him, I can't right now, like, attack him, I'll just, like, hide out. Yeah. That makes sense. They'll be like, you just lost a fight, you're like, I have to go to Nags out yeah, now. Yeah, being a bitch. <laughs> so annoying. I'll miss you, Chewbacca. Entire audience, uh... <laughs> as soon as he was like, come Chewbacca, I was like, fuck you, Lucas. <laughs> He's like, I have a good relationship with the Wookiees. It's like, why? <laughs> How? Why? Do, you really, do you really want the Wookiees as your ally? Yeah, <laughs> out of all the Jedi, why are you friends with them? <laughs> Why you? And then with the reason the emperor looks like that is because of lightning. Yeah, I that's I so unnecessary. That. Like I, I always heard a good point that like the dark side's like a cancer, and it like kind of makes him look that way because it just kind of. He's just an him. old guy. Or he's just like crazy <laughs> old. It's so like nudge nudge to when he's getting his face melted. Yeah, like it's it's so unnecessary. Yeah, you didn't necessarily like by the end of three. You didn't need everybody to be precisely as they were at the start of 4. Especially because like, Obi-Wan isn't. Like, for instance, they have Star Destroyers already at the end of 3. Like, they yeah. literally, they show Vader walking to the edge of a Star Destroyer. Why? How do they have those already? How are they building those <laughs> under the Republic's nose? the Death Star already being built? Yeah! <laughs> I, I almost, oh my god! <laughs> I almost would have been fine if 3 ended and he wasn't even Vader yet. If they... Yeah, took him in after he got injured, and it's just assumed, oh, he needs that suit. Or, like, it's like a prototype. Like, he's a lot more robotic, but he's not fully Vader yet. It just doesn't mold the way that we just wanted it to. And this is, again, very nitpicky, but that last scene where they're looking out through the glass at the Death Star, and the the shell's already there. It's It's pretty pretty far along. So you're telling me it then took almost 20 years... For it to, like, Luke, it's already been Luke's like entire <laughs> youth and adolescence for it to be built before anybody did anything about it. But it should have been that the Emperor shows him, like, plans for the Death Yeah, Star exactly. Well, that's like that. kind of what they did in Attack of the Clones. Because remember, Dooku gets he sees that. that. But, like, that how do they later. start... Okay, but if they, they get those... They see that they're starting those plans. But by the end of 3, they already have a pretty, like, decent amount of it, like, done. Like, on built. How were they getting that around the Republic for that long? There, there should be it's an, an, enti- open an entire space. movie where, like, the workers go on strike or something. <laughs> That's why it took so long. <laughs> the everyday man. 
to the blue collar workers of the empire. Episode three and a half, the strike. (laughs) The empire, and then in parentheses, workers strike. (laughs) The blue collar workers strike back. It's like, we just want a living wage. The workers union strikes back. And I hate how, like, a big part of the marketing for this movie was that Vader's in it. It's no. Um, ah, uh, the no. I hate, and that's not even apparently what was originally in it. They put that in. They put that in, and then they put it in in um Jedi in Return of the Jedi when he's lifting up. Oh, he's like no. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so much more poignant when he doesn't say anything and he just lifts up the Emperor and throws him off of Luke. When he says no, yeah, it, it makes not, the best yeah. thing they ever did was Disney buying the rights away. From not them, only like is it worse, but like it's totally unnecessary to change that. Also, that's like, the thing is he way. makes all these unnecessary changes for what? Like, what's his end goal? Yeah, it's already a made movie. It's already a beloved movie. Like, whenever you go back and you put all this unnecessary CGI into a like beloved like original trilogy, like when you put that weird like musical number Empire St- or Return of the Jedi. Yeah, why? <laughs> Ugh. Like, why do I need to see a CGI belly dancing, like... Who's asking weird... for this? Yeah. <laughs> Who was like, you know, it would make this perfect. <laughs> There's a weird jazz singer in there. <laughs> I think his idea was, uh, at least in the case of the No, was for there to be symmetry between young Vader and old Vader. But it doesn't, it doesn't work, and it's not necessary. Even then, like, kind of the timeline's off. Because, I mean, Anakin's really young in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, what is he like? It seems is he like he's twenty. Like, yeah, it seems like he's like twenty, and yeah. I guess like twenty years until Jedi. He's forty. He, he I guess this, like, he looks yeah. like he's like seventy in that. Yeah, and yeah. The, I guess there's supposed to be a parallel between he loses his wife and then he like realizes he's gonna lose his son, which is powerful. But the fact that he does the stupid melodramatic no in both cases. Also, he's not told that he has a son, right? He's not told that the kids got born in Episode Three. Yeah, he doesn't know. And so when he's told in episode four by the Emperor, correct? He's like, he is the son of Anakin Skywalker. He's never like, wait, you failed to mention that. To yeah, me. you lied to me. Like, he's like, why does that just get brushed over? <laughs> and the big fight scene at the end. Like, you know, them big lights yeah. in the battle. I had that place up. I was a little kid. I, um, I mean, it, it's cool. No. <laughs> it's cool, I guess. <laughs> I guess. That's, that's the best I can say. It's, like, it's cool, I guess. Like, if, I mean, it's a pretty common complaint that it's too long. I just, I feel but no I mean, emotionalness from it. Like, I feel no weight from it. The biggest complaint I've heard, it's sort of twofold, but it pertains to the same scene. It's the very end when he, you know, gets... High ground. When he gets crispy. <laughs> um, yeah. Well done. Why is the high ground so I just take important. that as, like, as just in sheer fighting, like, knowledge, like... He's on the higher ground, and nobody knows. For, like, right. whatever he tries, he'll be able to stop him. But it's just, to me, it's a weird line because there was never a scene when they were training or something. It's like, in episode oh, one. I, it's I, like I, oh, always get the high ground. Like, if that was a recurring yeah, theme, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I would have liked that. And then, like, like it's like a over. Clear, like teaching moment. Yeah, and like, and if that was sort of like, an, oh shit, like that's always what he told. Then, he has the high ground. That's the first time he's ever said anything. And then, anything like, if like, you have that moment where he's teaching him, he's like. Don't ever like try to test one of that, and then it, like it makes more sense that he's like you underestimate my power. Like, yeah, like, so he gets you're not my teacher himself. anymore. But there was nothing leading up to that. It just happens, <laughs> and so Anakin just looks stupid. He's like, well, why would you jump into? Him? <laughs> he I literally don't... told you. <laughs> or like, what? Yeah, why didn't you just jump in front of him? I mean, there was it's so like, much space on the ground leading up to him. Like why did he just like jump two feet onto the ground <laughs> and like run up to him? All right. <laughs> I think what would have been possibly better is. Like we said earlier, there wasn't that whole lightning thing with the Emperor. But he says, you underestimate my power, and then he uses lightning. And then somehow, cool. somehow Obi-Wan hurts him so that he can't use lightning anymore. Because, I mean, Darth Vader never uses I take it as with the lightning is Darth Vader can't use it because of his suit. It, like, shows but, I mean, it like, it shows that Anakin could use it. I, yeah, I agree. I would have liked to have seen him use it once, or something like that. Yeah, but then but, it's, Obi-Wan, like, takes somehow hurts him bad. I think there's some really cool moments in that fight also, like... I give it credit, like, that part where they're fighting in the building and they get interlocked, basically, like, in a force interlock type thing, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? That's really cool, because that hasn't been done before, yeah. like, that, like, that they can, like, see who wins in that willpower, and then they both kind Yeah, that's of, cool. Like, yeah. That's cool. So there's stuff like that that's really cool, but all in all, it's just, it's really long, and I don't feel as much weight from the fight as I should from that type of moment, just because they haven't built up the relationship enough. 
yeah. in front of me. Like, they keep talking about it, but, like, I've never seen it that way, so how am I supposed to know? Type I, of thing. Like you said about that Force Hold thing, quick side note that I forgot to mention about Phantom Menace. One of the good parts about that lightsaber fight, it's, like, a real quick... Like, they almost show, like, Obi-Wan, like, fakes a move, but then Qui-Gon, like, actually, like, attacks Darth Maul. And it kind of shows, like, they're in sync fighting right. together. Like, with the Force, like And it never seen that way with Obi-Wan and Anakin. Yeah, it's, it's never... Like, that's, like, a cool thing that you're like, oh, I wonder if they could go on that more. Never, yeah. Never nope. again. Nope. <laughs> that would imply they're gonna build on something cool, which is nah, a strict, of course. strict no-no in the prequels. Lucas? <laughs> you smell that? <laughs> Smells like Lucas. And also, <laughs> I mean, Anakin's turn—you don't really like build up to the turn. You just turn suddenly, yeah. Like, yeah, he never is once like in that moment. Like, oh, guess I'm gonna go to dark side. It's after he like hit, like kills Windu, and he's like, oh, guess, guess I'm just your allegiance now. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's that one scene. It's the when the. Um, or Palpatine's talking to him, he's like, have you ever heard the tale? <laughs> that's actually a, pretty, that's <laughs> actually a pretty good scene. That It's alone. an okay scene, but it, it's one scene, so that's all it took for Anakin to get suckered in. Yeah. To and the dark side. What if he was like, do you have any proof of this story? Like, <laughs> yeah. it actually happened, you just lied to me. He's like, and uh, that's never addressed yet. Like, after he goes to the full confirmation, he's like, your children are dead. He's like, what the fuck was all that Plagueis thing about? <laughs> he's like, have you ever the tale of Darth Plagueis? He's like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's the um, end of the scene. You sure? He's like, I'm pretty sure I've heard it's it. He's like, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> anyway, want to be on the dark side? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought you were never going to ask. And, yeah, like, with that scene with Mace Windu and when he kills him and suddenly he's on the dark side, literally five minutes earlier he was like, I'm going to kill you. Like, to the Emperor. Yeah. He's, gonna, he's like, I'm going to turn you in. What in the moment where he cuts off his hand makes you think, oh, dark side, okay. Ugh. In my know. point of view, the Jedi are evil. Yeah, like, I, get, I hate that. I, I guess there are... You're just a Jedi <laughs> three days ago. <laughs> I guess there are two sides to this. <laughs> That's what I mean. So I was like, well, there is two points of views to everything. <laughs> Takes down all the Jedi monuments. Yeah. <laughs> Little current events here. Oh. Oh, <laughs> getting current. Oh, are we tied in the politics? No, we'll try to keep out of that. No, we're all very neutral here. Well, I think we hit all, all three prequels pretty hard. In conclusion... <laughs> we gave them their comeuppance. <laughs> in conclusion, fuck you, George Lucas. If you are listening... Oh, yeah, we, we forgot to finish Joe's Piss, but George Lucas, if you are listening... Mad and I'm coming for you. There we go. There I don't is. like this catchphrase. <laughs> it's your thing now. You have to say <laughs> it. Um, We're having t-shirts made. <laughs> Bye now. So a little bit of, you know, what we watched since our last episode. I didn't really do anything, so I'll let Joey watch The Founder. Is it called? Both of you guys watched The Founder. We both watched The Founder. Separate times, separate, time, separate Michael dates. Keaton. Yeah. It was really good. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought he was good. I didn't know the story at all. Yeah. To be honest, I don't even remember why I started watching it. I think it was just Keaton that just kind yeah, of Yeah, oh, big Keaton lover. I honestly, I thought it was going to be like McDonald's propaganda. <laughs> like they were going to portray him as this like, <laughs> yeah, this, this like folksy old like, oh, yeah. I just want to make good hamburgers. But like, no, he was a dick. <laughs> he was just this shark that basically like took over this business. But yeah, it was, it was really good. And really stellar cast. I mean, it's got Keaton and Nick Offerman and... Patrick Wilson and BJ Novak. BJ Novak. Yeah. Um, so really, really good cast. Really good story. Pretty good. Yeah, team. I like I like movies that are at least based on a true story. And in that case, he was a good sort of like antihero because yeah, he is you weirdly root for him. Yeah, he's being he's successful, and you know what the end result is, and he's doing everything right, but he's screwing so many people yeah, he's over. Yeah, just like ruining lives with. And him. and it's not like. It's kind of like a nice guy's finish last sort of thing, because if it were a fictional movie, at some point he would probably have a downfall. Right, exactly. And the McDonald brothers would win, but in this yeah, case, they just get they totally screwed. get crushed. And, uh, yeah. No, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Made me want to go out for some McNuggets. Is Ronald Fair McDonald enough. in it at all? No, we don't no. get that far. It's like, <laughs> it shows like McDonald's going from like a single restaurant to a chain, but they have only a franchise, but only within like, maybe up to the '60s, I guess. I feel like yeah, maybe that's right. It '60s, '70s. It just kind of shows how like it began and how it started to grow, and that's kind of just like yeah, it just kept growing from there. But it it didn't get into modern day McDonald's right. or anything. There's a little 
um, montage in the end credits the end. of who, yeah. who did Just what kind of after where the fact. Ended up. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, you know <clears throat> what happened yeah. to McDonald's. So you, you probably ate there a week ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. No, it was really good though. Yeah, not bad. Another. Uh, I've been watching Preacher, which is the it's its second season now on AMC, based off the graphic novel, which I also read. Also, like, definitely suggest that. It's crazy story, but uh, it's been really good. Been starting to get kind of more intertwined with the graphic novel, like the base stuff, and Seth Rogen's producer on it, he's, it's been really, really good. Uh, I suggest that. Do you think this season's as good as the first one? I think it's better because part? the first one deals with a lot of like prequel setup type stuff. Not like boring setup, but just kind of getting you to know these characters, which I kind of appreciate if you're not familiar with the graphic novel. Um, this season's more in line with how the graphic novel operates, just this kind of crazy road, shit, road trip kind of story. Like, it's about a guy that has a power from heaven, but he's trying to find God because apparently God's missing from, like, heaven. So, it's it's really crazy, really gory, really good, I'd say. Right. Worth a watch. Worth a watch. Well, Call that's our episode. episode. Tell us what Make sure fine. to email us, ljrstudios. L-J-J-R-studios. I went that so <laughs> We fired the other day. Ljjrstudios at gmail.com. We also have Twitter and Facebook. At ljjrpod. On both? <clears throat> yeah, okay. on both. I think yeah. on Facebook you can just search ljjrpodcast. Yeah, Podcast. Um, yeah definitely uh, hit us up. Email us with any episode ideas or requests. And like and subscribe on YouTube. See you next time.